Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. It is so great to be with you. How is your 2023 going? Is it off to a good start? I sure hope so. Many of you uh, may be waiting for cycles now because the labs close, you know, that holiday week. And so they're kind of busy right now. So you may be having hormone shots and all the things. So I'm keeping you in my thoughts if that's you. And today on the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast, we're continuing on with the foundational concepts. We had them before the holidays. We had some holiday episodes and now we're back. Please listen to the previous ones to get the lay of the land. And for today, we tackle a really important idea, and that is comfort. Emotional eating means eating for reasons other than hunger. That's to me, that's the definition of emotional eating. Any eating for reasons other than hunger, because the only problem food actually solves is hunger. (laughs) That's the design, right? A problem hunger, give it food, done, solved, that's it. But of course, that's not exactly how we use it. We use food for solutions for a whole host of other problems. And that's the issue. If we only ate when we're hungry, there is no problem with our weight. Now, there may be little teeny problems or or like health issue problems. And that part is good to know, right? So that's why we If something's going on, we check in with our doctor, we see what's going on. But I mean, for 99.999% of us, it's the fact that we use food to deal with other problems besides only hunger. Okay. And one of those is, is uncomfortable feelings, discomfort. Really, we could say that almost all of the emotional eating is to deal with discomfort because Feelings can be uncomfortable, even celebrations, even being proud can feel uncomfortable if we have sort of cultural reasons that we grew up in a family that, that didn't want you to be too big for your britches or, you know, I mean, there's so many, uh, doing something great can feel uncomfortable. And also we, sometimes we want to heighten, um, celebrations or, or accomplishments with something else. And that is food, right? So we're having champagne or we're going out for a fancy dinner because we've done something or it's a birthday or whatever. Again, not, these aren't wrong. I'm just pointing out that we do this. So if we take emotions out of it and just eat for hunger, it's a totally different game. But today we're going to tackle comfort because let me tell you something, there's actually bunches of, of angles that we could take this. Today is about comfort. Now, using food for other things besides hunger is actually can be looked at as a clever solution we had when we were children. It's often where it comes from, not all the time. Sometimes we can pinpoint like we had no problems when we were kids and then I went to law school, you know, and that's where that started. I always know I never had coffee until I'm like, I had kids. I mean, I went through medical school and everything without coffee. Like, so some things definitely can cause issues, but many, many, many of us have it from childhood. And the way I look at that is it was the only thing we had access to. 
Now, if we weren't taught to deal with our feelings, and OMG, who was? I mean, if you were, you are so lucky. That's amazing that you had parents, first of all, that could understand their own emotions and then teach you how to deal with yours. That's where we're headed. That's the generation we're going for. Because let me tell you something, if you are learning how to deal with your emotions without food, guess what you're going to teach your kids? That's one of the things I love about this is not only do we get to clean up your relationship with food, but then your kid's relationship with food turns out to be amazing. And then there we go. And then we're off to the races. Then we're, then food isn't something that's taking up our brain space and we get to solve climate problems <laughs> and diseases, energy. You know, I mean, like, I'm not joking. So many things like that. So it's so great for us to talk about it here and, and have the trickle down, right? Okay, so as a kid, we had access to food that calmed ourselves when we had anxiety or sadness or whatever. We felt lonely. We felt we would, you know, eat some candy, get a dopamine hit. We, because you actually do, there is brain chemistry changing when we eat and it's a physical feeling, right? We're chewing and swallowing. That does change this, the actual sensations in your body. So it, it, I mean, it actually works. I'm putting air quotes around works, right? It temporarily works. It works for a truly like five minutes. I don't know, maybe 10. And then if we overeat, we have a whole other problem. Um, And then that we could actually get to that too. If we overeat so that we're so uncomfortable, now we're focusing on that discomfort instead of the bigger issue, like our parents were getting a divorce or whatever it was. So on so many levels, it got us through. And we always say, thank you, past self, for getting me to where I am today. So no matter what you had to go through, no matter how you did it, you got yourself through today. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And now we're in a position where we can clean that up. So let's do that. Thank you, past self. And now I'm a grown up. I have different capabilities, access to different information. I can make different choices now because I don't like the consequences anymore. The small dopamine hit I get is no longer worth the extra pounds I'm carrying on my body. So now I'm going to do it differently. Amazing. Because you've come to the right place. I can help you with that. This is great news. Okay. So we need comfort. That's what we're talking about. I never want you to feel like you can't have comfort. OMG, that would be terrible. If your only way of comforting yourself is food, and then we say no more comforting yourself, I mean, that's cruel. And let me tell you something. That's how diet industries work. They don't deal with this part. So they're just like, oh, just stop having sugar. Well, screw you. (laughs) That's so annoying. This is why it doesn't work. It's not talking about the real issue. The real issue is why we're using it. And if we can figure that out and come up with a different solution, we're so much better off. So the groove habit in our brain of discomfort equals eating something, that groove is super deep, especially if we've been doing it since we're a kid, right? There's like, I was going to say there's literally a groove in your brain. Yes, you literally have grooves in your brain, but it's not this groove. There's a pathway, a neural pathway that lights up that we often don't even, we can't even consciously notice that we felt something uncomfortable and therefore we're eating chips. We sometimes just come to with the end of the bag, right? So the whole like, 
what happened, what got me to the bottom of the bag, we're not even aware of. That's how quick the connections are in your brain. So the fact that we're talking about this now means that we can start to pay attention to that. First, you have to notice. You have to notice before the end of the bag. So maybe now that we're talking about it and you're thinking about it, you'll be like, oh, I'm halfway through the bag and I'm noticing I'm not hungry. There's something going on. Amazing. And then maybe the next time you stop yourself at the, you know, after a quarter of the bag, maybe on your way to the pantry. This is how it works. I'm actually going to do a whole episode on that because I, that's a really important timeline. But the awareness is the first thing. So my point is, is that you have a very practiced neuropathway that has us comforting with food. So we have to start creating a new pathway. And that just takes a little time. Just takes some practice. It's absolutely possible. I'm going to tell you a story about that. But the way we do that, I have a very concrete way for us to do that. And that is called the comfort list. Comfort list. You actually create it. Okay, so I'm giving you the steps right now. They're very basic. You brainstorm ideas of how you can feel comforted other than food. Okay, we're literally creating a list. And the first step is to think of things that feel comforting. So what I always recommend are things that have a physical aspect to them because food is so physical. You know, you're chewing, you're smelling, you're swallowing, like there's there's that piece. So this comfort will feel different than the comfort of eating, right? We are changing the pathway. You're changing a behavior. So it will feel different. It won't feel like I'm putting air quotes, perfectly comforted because it's different, but it can feel comforting. So things like a blanket, even a weighted blanket, a hot bath, you know, uh, socks on your feet, um, petting the dog, calling a friend, watching a favorite TV show, something super comforting, something you've watched 50 billion times shopping online, uh, looking at real estate, you know, fantasy things, um, any crafts, you know, if you knit or you paint or you, you know, writing, reading, any of these things can go on your list. Okay. So if you have any of these, I love it. Lighting a candle, sitting outside, looking at nature, Maybe there's a picture book you love the most, you know, some, anything like that. What's really helpful, you can have a bunch of different things, like running a bath requires like turning on the bath and having it run and whatever. Some of them, I'd like them to be as instant as eating. Now, eating isn't instant, right? You have to go to the, you know, the refrigerator or the pantry or whatever, but it's pretty quick. <laughs> so if you have like, um, coloring books, you know, they have adult coloring books and you have it out and you have everything. You can go to that coloring book immediately. You can call a friend pretty quick. So I like to have ones that you can do very quickly. Also ones that you can do everywhere, right? So if you're in your home, amazing, but sometimes we'll eat when we're out. So having some that you can access when you're out is really good too. Deep breaths, if that feels comforting, meditating, if that feels comforting. I have that usually isn't so on the list because often the discomfort is emotional and 
So sitting and thinking about it just sort of makes it more emotional. This is a distraction technique. Okay, that's that's not getting at the complete root of the problem. And I will talk about that in future episodes, other things that can get to the actual root of the problem. But what we're first doing now is redirecting that pathway. We're paying attention to it that it we want to comfort with food. We are changing it so that we can do something without food. And therefore we're we're creating that different groove that at least then we can deal with the emotion. This is like a bridge, but it's really effective. (laughs) Okay. So you're going to brainstorm as many ideas as you possibly can. And then when you have a bunch of them, I want you to look and pick five that are the easiest, that feel the best, that, you know, that you have all that you need for them. I want you to pick five. And then I want you to write them down on a sticky, on a, you know, make a Canva post thing, you know, I mean, like any way you want, but a lot of people will put them on their phone wallpaper in a notes app. They'll put sticky in the bathroom, on the refrigerator, on the, your computer, like all over these five things. And then you put them everywhere. You, you brainstorm, you pick five, you write them down and you put them everywhere. Now, the reason you have to put them everywhere is because we're not going to be remembering this. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is a great idea, but it's not going to be in your brain right away. You're going to be reaching into that cracker jar, you know, a cookie jar way faster than you're going to remember to pet your dog because you haven't done it. So by putting this list everywhere, we're, we're increasing the chances that you're going to remember it when you need it. And that's all we need, right? We just need to remember to do it. Now, in the beginning, you may eat the cookies and pet the dog. Amazing. Fine. We're retraining the brain. Now, here's the thing, too. It doesn't, like, what if it takes three weeks? What if it takes three months? But then forever you're not dealing with discomfort with food. It's over. You've retrained your brain. So it does not matter how long this takes. We keep doing it. Keep, keep doing it. We are retraining your brain. And here is my story about that. The reason it's one of my very favorite tools to use, and I think very worthwhile thing to retrain your brain, in in addition to the other things that we can do about the way we think about food, but for the retraining, it makes a lot of sense. I did this myself. So I don't even, I think it was cookies at the time. I'm not even sure now. Um, let's just go with tortilla chips. So my I definitely was going through a very difficult time and my go-to was tortilla chips. Oh, so many, so many tortilla chips. And anyway, anyway, (laughs) um, so I knew I wanted, I wanted to change this. So I made a comfort list and high on my comfort list are Columbo reruns. Okay. I love Columbo. I just love him. I can't, I can't help it. I, I, I just do. He is, and if you don't know who he is, he is, this is literally from the sixties. I think it was late sixties that it first came out. And I, as a kid, I would watch reruns. So I never saw the original ones. I would see the reruns and they must've been on in the day, you know, who knows, but they were, um, they're like an hour and a half. They're like movie length. 
And Columbo is a detective that is sort of humble, but really smart. And he always figures everything out. And I just, anyway, I just think he's fabulous. But what I really think is the draw for me is the sets, the scenes, because they are from the 60s and 70s. And I I grew up in the 70s. My memories would be from like late 70s, early 80s. And so those like the shag rugs and the avocado refrigerators and all that sort of stuff, I just, it's just comforting to me. It makes me think of my mom. So I loved watching those. So that is what I did. Every time I would, I, I collected, I had like, uh, CDs, DVDs, DVDs. And then, and now streaming makes it so much easier, but I would sit on the couch and watch it. And the first time I had to make sure I did not have tortilla chips with me, right? Because we could get into that. Like I knit and eat cookies or I, you know, I watch Columbo and eat tortilla chips. So that obviously that wasn't work. So I had to just comfort myself with watching. So giving myself sort of permission to have time to do that. I would also sort of cuddle with a blanket on the couch, right? So that made it like a warm, comforting thing. And it took, you know, that's, I would just keep going to Colombo and I'd want the chips and I'd, you know, I'd put them back and I'd go do Colombo. And I was able, I was able to sort of get myself to do it until one day I, I had the, the thought of, of uncomfortable, you know, something was off and my brain said, Oh, it's time for Colombo. I remember exactly where I was standing when that happened. I was so amazed because before it had been tortilla chips, tortilla chips, tortilla chips, Colombo, tortilla chips, tortilla chips, Colombo. And this was the first time that tortilla chips didn't come out, just Colombo. And I almost, I, I was crying and jumping up and down for joy. Like I was so happy. It is possible to retrain your brain. So, and you can do it with Columbo episodes. (laughs) So whatever it is, all we need to do is repetition. Our brain just loves repetition and solving problems. And when it knows that food solves its problem, it's thrilled. So if it knows that Columbo episodes solves its problem, it's fine. It doesn't care that it's called Columbo episodes. It just wants to solve the problem. And it did. So you can do this too. So please, please, please make your comfort list because we deserve comfort. We are not removing comfort. Comfort is important. When we have discomfort, ideally we want to get to the root of it. But in the meantime, we want comfort and we can give that to ourselves 100%. We just would like to do it without food, non-food comfort. And so we're going to create this and we can do that. So you're going to brainstorm ideas. You're going to pick five of the best ones that are the most portable, the easiest to do, the ones you enjoy the most. You're going to write them down. You're going to put them everywhere, everywhere. It's like learning a new language. Just put put it everywhere so that you see it when you need it. And then you do that. You call the friend, you read the book, you walk outside and you keep doing it. And then your brain tells you time to watch Columbo. And it's a joy. So that's what I have for you today, people. Comfort lists.
they work. And it's such a great bridge to get you where you want to go, to take a big chunk of emotional eating out of the equation and start comforting yourself in a different way. We'll continue to work on this in getting to the root of the problem. But for now, this is a very worthwhile thing to do. Highly recommend. You can get good results relatively quickly, and then you can continue working on the other stuff. So emotional eating is helped by a comfort list. Make sure you have places where you find comfort, just not in food. And you'll watch the weight come off. If you have any questions about this or anything else, DM me. I'm at Stephanie Fine MD on Instagram, on Facebook. I would love to hear your questions. I'm always available to hear them. If you have questions that you want answered on the podcast, I'm here for that too. So at Stephanie Fine MD, DM me. If you want to lose weight with me, I would love that. Go to stephaniefinemd.com and hit the lose weight with me button and we'll be connected. I'm sending you so much love until next week. Bye. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.